Welcome back to High Fidelity Top 5, the weekly podcast where we analyze, discuss, and spin our thoughts on the movie High Fidelity, five minutes at a time. I'm Kathy Stoker. I'm David Stoker. I'm Candice LaSalle. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hi, everyone. Hey there. Hello. Welcome back um, to minutes 66 through 70, um, week 14. This one is uh, where we're opening up with Rob getting the 411 on Ian and then closing with Ian showing up at championship um, and wanting to talk. Mm. And 411, I think, is a little bit of a play, right? Because nowadays we say 411, meaning the information, and it literally was 411 back in that time trying to find out phone numbers and addresses, right? I don't know. I was actually, that was one of the questions I had was, sure, I remember calling the operator, get somebody's number, but asking for an address? Did they do that? I think back in the day you could ask for an address. That's such a privacy violation. If it's, well, if it's public information. Right. I mean, they published your address in the phone book. Yeah. Yeah, true, I guess. So if, it's, so if you have so, your but, address I guess, in the phone book, then they would... Then why is he, didn't he use the phone book in another scene? Why is he calling 411 this time? Oh, maybe he's in a different town or something? Um, Well, he just moved. Ian was just there, so the the new version of the phone book wouldn't be out yet with Ian's current address. Oh, right, right. (laughs) I suspect, yeah. Again, kids, yearbooks, uh, phone books came out once a year. Right, right. Why does he go outside to call Ian? Aren't they right upstairs from him? No, that's that's what we, we were just saying. That he he had moved. Oh, because oh, that's what you meant. I thought you meant he moved to the apartment building. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. he okay. turned in the key, started it up, and moved, moved the apartment <laughs> building. No. Oh, the Harry Potter hide fidelity. Sorry, now I understand. <laughs> so he's out in the pouring rain, right? Calling. Yeah, I Laura. don't. I don't quite understand. The again, it's a great question. I don't understand why he. Goes outside his house and calls from a payphone. Well, he's 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 outside of Ian's house. He went to yeah, Ian's that's what house. I mean, outside yeah. Ian's house to call. Like, he's, what is that gonna? And I and, and I do like the scene because he's got like that pile of quarters on top of the phone. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, I do think it's funny, but I'm like, why do that? Why put yourself through that? Like, it's pouring rain out. I don't know. Maybe I think he thinks well, he wants to see where she's living. Right. right, and then maybe, well, yeah. you know, she she'll come outside if he calls or something, right. and right, and he's not in a rational state at this point, right? The fact that he's calling her at Ian's outside the house, I think that's almost like I picture whether it's anything from a streetcar named Desire to Sex in the City, these scenes where either I think it's mostly the male that's outside of the. Well, he females. does that. He does that earlier in the movie with right. Charlie. So, I almost half expected like that sort of scene where he's out there he's like Laura we can work it out (laughs) you know Um, but he's calling he's very civil like he's very you know he actually comes up with a good argument you know we're in the there's a bump in the road and you're running and you know Ian's not going to love you the way I love you and you know and I think that sort of and she gets mad and she gets mad, I think, mad at his comments because I think she sees truth in his comment. I don't think she's mad because he's calling her or, I mean, obviously that also could be an annoyance, but I don't think she gets mad because he's constantly calling. I think it's because there's a nugget of truth to what he says. Hmm. I found it interesting just yeah, in that conversation, you know, uh, Rob said something about her experimenting. Yeah. Uh, and she immediately like kind of like flares right up and it's like I'm not experimenting. Why don't you go experiment? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what was? I don't know. It's fun. I mean, that's I think speaks to what yeah. Dave just said. There's he probably hit hit on a, a nugget of truth that she's like, no, I'm not. You go experiment. Right. <laughs> she's kind of throwing it back at him. So do you think this is them evolving through this? argument or discussion well i think this is the first time rob sort of in his trap in the movie at least i that i can remember that he's really like declared that he wants her back because he loves her right 
So I don't think he's mentioned that he wants her back or, you know, it's all it's always like, you know, what are my mm. chances of getting you back and stuff or like the that, sex. you know, and stuff like that. But it's never hasn't been like this moment when he says, you know, he's not going to love you the way I do. Right. Mm. Or he won't understand. Backing up just before Laura takes the phone call, what did you think, um, any of you, of Ian and her sitting there eating dinner? I thought it looked yummy. <laughs> and it reminded it? me it? of when I'm like, I don't know, we were like, oh, he probably makes some yucky food. I don't know. I thought it looks vegetarian. Yep. Yes. And I thought it was nice. I don't know. But lots of veggies and hummus, it looks like. Yeah, I know. I actually did a screenshot. I'm like, what are they eating? <laughs> I found the whole setup interesting that he has the proper um, plating. So he has like the little tiny plate for their salad. And then underneath is the bigger plate for their dinner. Mm. I mean, yeah. usually for us, it's like we pull out a paper plate and <laughs> there you go. There you go. Paper plate. Paper plate for everybody. Plastic forks. Well. Pre kids, when you have to like load yeah. the dishwasher a million times, and right. you can have I know, but romancing someone, I guess. But I'm just thinking, like, I'm speaking as a man here, I would not have done that if I had like a woman over. I would not have done the, the proper plating of you know the, the napkin, and I, I just don't think that no way. I, I totally disagree. I think you would have done that, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, Chris wouldn't have done that. <laughs> What's what I mean? Like, I well, just takeout think, plates would I we don't have? Think a guy would do that. I think. Yeah, but he doesn't seem just... like he seems older, yeah. and he seems yeah. um, more. I don't know. Like, I could see the whole process of preparing the meal is like this, just a mindful process. Like, you know, it's just uh, cutting it up, and it's all just a. a it's it's an event. Every meal to to me that he strikes me as someone. Every meal is special and to be savored and enjoyed and um, it's thoughtful. I don't know. So I don't. Yeah, I just think he took you know, and he's not like twenty something. He looks like he's right. our age, kind of right. right? Early thirties. Early thirty. No, he's older <laughs> than Laura. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. I just I I just find him. I, I obviously I, I I don't care for Ian, um, and I just find him almost comic relief, oh. a little bit. I I mean in some ways I I, I mean he's a little corny, but I can kind of see why she'd be interested in that world mm-hmm. as opposed to the world she has with Rob. I mean it's very different I think, and yeah. probably feels safe and comforting and grown like up. he had grown up yes kathy like he's got you think, a purpose and goals and right. you know but you think that's the comment he makes though you're you know if you want to experiment like because obviously they are not you know like i was saying like we're paper plates and plastic you know we're, we don't do those formal dinner things like you know, she commented on like, you know, uh, you know, on her job, like she's got a great job now. She's moving on with life. Is this is this her experimenting to see what, you know, uh, a refined and I use that, you know, tongue in cheek there. Right. Ian, you know, a refined relationship, you know, mm-hmm. proper dinner and, you know, not eating out of a bucket or, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> I, I think to go right, go back to what you know you and Candace were saying. Absolutely, and there's music I think playing in the background, and then, but it's funny because it looks so like zen, and then the phone rings and Ian, you know, hangs up and like slams it down. And you I know, but he takes. He's tense. I know he's tense, but then he takes a breath. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was I, that was one of the notes I had was. Uh, you know who is well? Who is this guy? And right. I, and I, I, I find it fun that we're already you know, kind of all digging into it. This is really our first kind of chance to, you know, talk about Ian. And yeah. and I'm, I'm looking for like all the clues, like in his kitchen. And then right. when Laura goes into his, I don't know, den or office or whatever, and right. uh, she sees the picture of him like in a, a, a karate pose, martial like, arts. Why does right. he have a picture of himself in a karate pose? Right. This is his place, right? I mean, he's proud of himself. It's him being, you know, his 
giving but, himself self-confidence and yeah but the, but the, the moment Kathy just mentioned was you know the phone ringing and him picking it up and slamming it down and looking really angry for a moment and then taking that that right. breath to get and then he immediately after he takes a deep breath does this big smile at her and I was like I was a little creeped out by him like <laughs> yeah, I could which see that. one's yeah. the real Ian yeah. right is it the angry guy or is it this Zen guy well he's probably a human and and even I think anyone who is Zen all the time has their moments of like oh my god this is so annoying this is a, this is a George Costanza or a Frank Costanza moment where. Uh, you know, if you just keep doing Serenity Now, Serenity Now, right, you're eventually right. going to blow up like uh, <laughs> right, right. whatever the guy was in the uh, where there was some, the episode where they're selling the computers, and he's like uh, Lloyd Lloyd Braun. Okay, he's like Lloyd, like yeah, eventually you're going to go crazy, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so yeah, so she does take the phone call from him and puts the picture of Ian down, mm. and then she realizes he's right outside the apartment because she hears the sirens. Yeah. I I was looking at the script and comparing um, their conversation and Rob says one of the things he says to her he says about Ian he calls it a world music bunny rabbit looking earth shoe wearing Doctor Who watching twit (laughs) (laughs) what was the bunny one? bunny rabbit looking bunny rabbit looking (laughs) but then previously the script described Ian as shorter than Laura scruffier than Rob looks like Leo Sayer and Steve Gutenberg. Leo very different. Yeah, so a whole different yeah, kind whole different of guy. Yeah, Tim Robbins looks way different. Yeah. I don't know. He just gives off the that that Zen vibe and I think he plays it perfectly. You know, when he walks in, you know, you you're upset and he like he has his fingers <laughs> together. Like not not folded or anything. They're just like touching each other. Right, it just right. it, it just so and he shares about that that's what his job is, yeah, conflict that's what, resolution. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, okay. yeah. what does that mean? So what, jo- what, job, what job do you think he has? Conflict resolution. Yeah, psychologist? Or- I think at that moment I want to slap Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I would say smarmy zen is probably the right yeah, term. Smarmy right? zen. Smarmy yeah. zen. Mm-hmm. Like smarmy zen. Like you know, like smarmy. You know, smarmy. A wannabe zen. Yeah. Or Something yeah. smug. Like and using just, it. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Right. I chuckled at, uh, we talked about, I think we talked about it, I hope we talked about it, that um, Tim Robbins uh, specifically wanted a wig to look like Stephen yeah. Seagal. Yeah. And John Cusack, or Rob says that he's like, oh, he's got a Stephen Seagal ponytail. Like, he <laughs> right. mentions it on the phone. I'm like, oh, hey. Right. right. <laughs> and it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't um, bash Laura's hair. Um, but there's a moment in this where she's talking on the phone and I swear it looks like she's wearing a wig. Mm. Yeah. Like I, it's almost like the bangs are too high and her like eyebrows they slipped are like, back too far. Yeah, like they almost <laughs> slipped back too far. They didn't put it on enough. It just does not look real. And I'm like, mm, does he just have short hair and like they wanted to give her like I don't know, but it just it would be an episode yeah. if we didn't talk about her bangs. Yeah. And it just looks it just looks fake in this in this particular moment in time. I wonder if it was a reshoot and they had to go back and give her terrible bangs again. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz they're really straight, right? And Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> maybe I'll get my bangs cut like that. Oh. No. <laughs> the the uh the music in this minute. Oh. Uh, you can mostly hear it I think in there in the kitchen when they're eating but it's uh-huh. uh you know it's all sitars yes which i love a sitar yeah. I, I was a fan of a sitar uh but that song is called this india um and i'm gonna mangle the artist's name but uh it's uh harbhajan singh and, and navinder pal singh mm. so it wasn't just some random you know mm-hmm. guy noodling on a sitar it's, it's it was a legitimate legitimate song yeah. there so then after he hangs up, he sits there in the rain for a little bit, right? Yeah. I know. Have, have any of you done that? Like sat, like it, like, you know, I was out in the rain this weekend, like, but it wasn't like pouring and it was summer rain and I wasn't soaked, you know, but like in the pouring, pouring rain without a raincoat and just sitting there. Have you ever done that? I think I can think once that I not and not a like a uh, 
a brooding way. I think I went out like, oh, it was like a hurricane or something had come up into New England. So it was a huge downpour. I just went out with people like, oh, let's go check it out. And got really wet. I'm like, wow. But no, mm -hmm. I've never brooded and yeah, stood outside that's... someone's window and <laughs> stalked somebody. <laughs> Yeah. I know, and the depressing rain. And not that the rain was depressing, but being depressed sitting out there. No, I think I've, if anything, I've just gone out and like run in the rain or something like that. But it's a bit of a no. trope. Yeah, it's I like, mean, because can't, can't we do something else to make somebody look brooding or whatever <laughs> sad? They have to be. Why can't it be a sunny day and they're just sitting on a curb sad? It just makes me think how uncomfortable that is. Like he's all like jeans on hmm. and wet jeans and uh, a big coat and underpants sticking to you. Yeah, that's the yeah. worst. <laughs> I mean, you're just never gonna get dry. And how's he getting home? Soaked. Is he walking distance? I mean, it's all kind of silly, but I don't know. these are all practicalities. Yeah, you gotta think yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. I mean, he's already soaked. So he probably matter. wasn't thinking right. about that on the way. He he made no. that decision, and you know. I'm going to go harass them with my stack of quarters and right. I wasn't thinking about getting home and I don't know what is yeah what was his goal did you guys already yeah. ask that what was his goal to make all these yeah things? that's what I mean like why did he go there he's going to convince her to oh. come downstairs and come home with him well that's yeah. what yeah I was wondering does he think that she's going to come outside and why does he need a stack of quarters like was he already intending them to hang up on him a bunch of times <laughs> <laughs> He's well prepared. Yeah, yes, well prepared. very well. He was preparing for a lengthy conversation. I hope when he left, he took those. Right. <laughs> I was like, that was like three bucks and change, man. Three, four bucks. That's a lot of money. Get so, some, you know, might get him some Starbucks. <laughs> um, so then it, they transition from him sitting in the rain to it must be in a different time period, right? Then he's with, I forget her name. Liz. 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 Yeah, I like yeah. this scene. I do too. Yeah, I just yeah. I mean, obviously they're brother and sister, and I just think they have this yeah natural chemistry. I that agree. Just, that such works, and it just is such yeah. a. I wish there was more Liz in this movie because I feel she's so fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I felt like they seemed like siblings in the scene. Like it was just very, you know, him slumped in the seat. He's so yeah. like just like her little brother, kind of like huh, right. you know and. He was very vulnerable in a way, but not like in an, I didn't, I thought it, not in an annoying way. I didn't, just felt he very real and he was very comfortable mm. with her. It made me think again, like, all right, well, whose friend is she? Because in this moment, it felt like she was more his friend than Laura's friend. Like, whose friend did she start out being? We, I know we talked about that. Yeah, I don't know. But like, in this well, scene. Well, she doesn't like, we know she doesn't like Ian, though. Right. Nope. So she clearly does not want Laura with Ian. Right. And, you know, she's talking about, you know, you know, you got to stop what you're doing, Rob, because all you're doing is just making them unite against you. Right. They're and that's not. And, and it seems like she's that's not what Liz wants or, mm -hmm. you know, or Rob. But she's like, you know, this is not going to work to your benefit if you keep doing it. You got to stop. Yeah. She's very team Rob here, I yeah. think, and trying to coach him. Right, even knowing what she knows from the, those other scenes, all the, right. yeah, the this is... stuff he did, she's still, I guess, okay with him them getting back together, him wanting to be with Laura and Laura being... Well, I don't know if she's necessarily trying to push them back together. She's just trying to, like... All right, okay. Just knock it off, hmm. right? That's I mean, that's okay. the vibe I get. Uh, right. Because remember, yeah, the, no. la the last time we saw Liz is when she stomped into the store right. and, and yelled yeah. at Rob and called him a bunch of names. Right. She learned all the stuff that Rob had done. Yes. Yeah. And now, I, that's actually, I was like, my note was, I was surprised that they were they were out together. Yeah. Uh, like, and, who called who? Who called like, who? I'm, ass I'm assuming that Liz called Rob. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Rob called Liz. No, I no, assumed I think... it was Liz called Rob because she's there with a particular purpose, which is knock off all the crap. Because you're uniting them. Oh, so do you think and Laura called Liz? Like he keeps calling. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so absolutely. Liz calls Rob. Yep. Knock it off. Yep. Yeah. Knock it off. Because you're not, not achieving. Yeah, you're not helping at all. Whatever uh, you want, you're not going to achieve it this way. Yeah. The only absolutely. thing I'm not sure about it. Uh, would, did, do you think Laura asked Liz to do this, or Liz did this on her own? I'm sure it was she just complained. My uh, thing is, that I think L Laura just complained and like, oh my god, he called me like ten times last night. He was outside the apartment. I just, I'm, you know, just want him to stop. He just can't, like, you know. Right. 
Well, I was thinking he called Liz and said, you know, I need help or I just talked to her her, and she's, you know, being ridiculous or something mm. and can we meet? That's what I was thinking. But either way, mm. it works. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I my, I'm just rolling back just a little bit. You know, I had a note too that it was fun watching these two act together. Yeah. And mm. uh, I actually, you know, I... We know John Cusack. I've seen him in a lot of movies. We see him. You know, I kind of know him as an actor. You know, you kind of recognize yeah. some of the things that he does, his reactions to things. But there is a reaction that he makes to Liz yelling at him at one point. The camera like flips back to him, and he like it looks like he's like surprised and cowering a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never seen a John Cusack reaction like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. I wish she was in the movie more because I do love her. She's great. Do they generally, I mean, we know, we've talked about that they're, you know, I think they were, they played siblings in Say Anything, I think. Um, and, you know, she worked for him in Gross Point Blank. Mm. Um, but I was trying to think, I'm like, how often do we do we actually get them? I mean, they've been in a lot of movies together, but how often do we get a lot of right. uh, scenes with them, just the two of them? Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, that's, I do too. I wish there was more of that because I mm-hmm. enjoy it. And I also, you know, I can't help but thinking like what's going through the two, two actors' heads as they're doing this, right? Because they're probably playing off each other. You know, they can ham it up a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. they're just trying to, I don't know, not one-up each other. But there's got to be a little bit of like you know, competition of like who can act right. the scene better, right? Uh, I don't know. I just find that fascinating. Mm. I know it'd be good to to research and see if there's an interview from that time period in which maybe they're interviewed together, or I'll get on that. Okay, get on homework it. for you. You're Kathy. gonna get on that homework. Yes. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say uh, I had a failure in, in this in this scene. Um, there is music playing during the scene in the background of the restaurant. I can't figure it out, and the internet was no help. Oh. So this oh. is like the first, that's no, no, probably the second time in the film now there's a right. piece of music I haven't been able to identify, which... It was the first when Charlie was Charlie, going up the stairs. Charlie uh, getting undressed. Oh, and, undressed. And then, and then this one, so sorry everybody. Mm. I feel like I've let everyone down. Yeah. No, let's throw it out to the listener lounge, and if anyone can identify it, right, that would be fantastic. What kind of music was it? I don't know. I, th- I thought it sounded kind of like <clears throat> I thought it was Muzaki or jazzy, and I, it was it, it was just it was too faint, and the yeah. conversation was too loud in front of it, and I just couldn't. Uh, you know, I found myself staring at a wall, just like listening to it over and over again, just trying to like ignore the conversation and just hear the music in the background. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I love the candle in that scene, mm. just because you can identify like being at restaurants with that type of right. Like candle hold, jar holder. Yeah. It's I like a Papaginos thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I thought their glasses looked really little. Like his, be- was it a beer? It just looked really narrow and I don't tall. Know what, it was. Like what was that I don't drink? Know. A whiskey I sour? Oh, maybe. Because those always have like a foam on, but it didn't look light enough for a whiskey sour. It didn't look like a beer. And her wine glass looked very, just little. Not, <laughs> not like these humongous American wine glasses. Well, we know the Cusacks, they're really big people. They're pretty tall and oversized. Oh. For, yeah. yeah, but they didn't have their hands on them, so I could... <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, anything else about this conversation? Yeah, so Liz finally asks and says, you, right. really have to, you have to be honest with yourself, Rob. Why do you want mm. Why do you want Laura back? Yeah. And, like, then we sort of leave the scene. And, but, he, and he has that pensive look. Yeah. Yeah, so that, okay, so I have some thoughts here, right? So... You know, why does he want her back? So we've been obviously been talking about it right mm-hmm. for 13, 14 episodes, and um, you know, we we don't, we've only caught a couple of glimpses of their relationship, you know, in in flashbacks, um, and so we don't really know. Like, and I, I don't know if I don't know if we're gonna sound callous or not, but like, you know, what's the big deal about Laura? You know, she's. It's not like she's the. Um, I, I kept coming back to. Um, uh, there's something about Mary. You mm-hmm. know, like like everybody in the movie and something about Mary. Everyone's like, oh Mary, Mary, Mary. Everyone thought she was amazing and obsessed with her. Like, and and I kept. <laughs> so I kept coming about like we're not shown in any way that anyone's interested in Laura or there's something special Maybe about special. special about Laura other than you know Rob and I guess now Ian, but don't even know 
really what you know what Ian's thinking about. We don't know what mm-hmm. any, no, we don't know what anyone thinks about Laura. Well, we can go back to when, you know, Rob was describing their relationship and he did have that moment. He's like, you know, but it was good. Like, he's Mm -hmm. like, or really good or, and, you know, and I think it's all those things you take for granted in, in a relationship that, but, you know, when it's gone, when it's gone and you're like, oh yeah, those, all those little things were special or it was comfortable and there's something to being in a comfortable relationship, but I don't know. I mean. I guess maybe. But no, I, I know what you mean. I just. Well, I'm also my 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 comment is just like, oh, how come this movie isn't like every other movie? Like this is actually probably more of a more of a real relationship, you know, being played out on film than necessarily a you know a, something about Mary where everyone's overreacting mm. and you know, exaggerated reactions to this one person. It's it's a more a more real intimate thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, if she's the person he wants to be with, then that, that all that really matters is how he feels, not yeah, right. what anyone else thinks about her or her bangs. But, yeah, so <laughs> so obviously he doesn't answer the question, but right. he, you know, last the previous night when he's talking to her, you know, he does sort of give us a glimpse into how he because obviously he, you know, says you know you'd be better with me, but he never really divulges like. Like you said, Chris, like the whys, like why is she, you know, for him, why, what is so special about Laura? I 100% agree. Like what is, you know, what makes their relationship? And I don't know if we ever learn that throughout the movie. I don't know if we ever learn why. There's going to be, I think there's some stuff coming up in future minutes where he talks to us about her more. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's going to necessarily answer what we're saying here, but I think there's some more clues. Like, like Kenna said, there's, there's been hints and he's just right. Yeah, he's giving you just a little in pieces. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but even I mean, to Liz asking, like she could be asking, like, well, why do you want her back? She's living with someone else. She yeah. obviously doesn't want to be with you. So why are you? That too. Right. That too. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. But I don't know. You don't <sighs> know what you got till it's gone, kind of thing. I don't right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> right. But. Yep. So then we transition to the record store. <laughs> I find this line so funny. I don't know why, but I've watched, I don't know how many times I watched these minutes to get, you know, to get ready for this episode. But every time he yells at Barry about the pricer being broken, <laughs> he's like, and I didn't do it. <laughs> well, he's, well, he's in a sour mood. Yeah. So you can tell he's totally in a sour mood, probably from... The conversation he had with Liz and Laura, and yeah, with the whole thing going on, he's just sort of, you know, he's like slapping the stupid <laughs> CD, and he's like, you know, then he goes back and he says the line about Barry, and and then uh, his whole demeanor once he gets answers the phone, his whole demeanor changes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. 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 Bonjour. Oh, I just my note here was uh, Rob talking to Charlie. Ugh, to this whole conversation. <laughs> oh my God, I cannot. Yeah, I was like, I, I, the only thing I could think of, and I said this before, is where I said I wanted to slap Ian. I just want to slap Charlie. I just, <laughs> she, she just. Oh my God, she just. My skin crawls. I just. Ugh. Really. Yeah. Oh, all the why not him? I just can't stand the way she's talking and. He's so enamored by everything about her. Like, yes. her, I don't know if that's the right phrase. Like, just like, he just, it's like she's this exotic being. Goddess. And, right. you know, you know, I don't know. I guess we as audience sees through that. And I don't know. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with her confidence and her wanting to be single and wanting to live the life she's living. I guess that's great. Mm-hmm. It's just how... He's just so like, oh, can you believe this person? Can you just believe her? Like, but is it? Yeah, I, I like that he does that. And that's, he, said, he did that before too when he talked about her. But he's he, isn't he saying it like we would say it? Like, oh, what, can you believe this person? She's like in, yeah. insane. Oh. Is that how he's saying? Oh, it? I don't or is think he so. Like, oh my god, can you believe this person? She's amazing. Well, based on the look on his face, I think it's he's, well, he says that's incredible. Yeah, no one talks. Oh, yeah, I think she's on a pedestal for him. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely. the yeah, that's yeah. the phrase. Like she's she's this you know 
beautiful, sort of sophisticated woman um, that he's, he can't believe she called him, right? Why does she call him the Rob Gordon? The Rob, yeah. Rob Gordon. I mean, are there others? That has some meaning, I think. Yeah, that's meaning. Yeah. I don't know, but I just, again, when she said that, uh, you know, it's, yeah. you know, you know, it, it, oh, just irks me so much everything her little laugh <laughs> you know just it all just annoys me so much <laughs> she's doing a good job acting she uh, unless Catherine zeta jones is just like this in person oh my god well she, her character in the book is definitely uh, yeah she did, she's doing a good job behaving like the character in the book and mm-hmm. and 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 we do have to remember that i think i think i talked about this too it's not a, a lot of rob's life trajectory he attributes to charlie and and the breakup um like you know dropping out of school and the records just starting the record store and all this stuff he right. he, he says that was that was a pivotal moment in his life mm-hmm. so i think yeah that she is i'm surprised he, she wasn't number oh no he went chronologically with the breakups like if he went most impactful, uh, this is probably his number one breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's still. And, but yeah, I don't know. I, his 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 reactions and mood in this in this conversation, I I, don't, I can't get a read on it. Like if he's just like, all right, I'm yeah, I'm in, I'm in. You know, she asks, are you in or you're out? And he's like, I'm in. And like, is he just like, I want to see where this is gonna go? Well, he's just excited to hear from her. Right. You know, I think when he calls her, you know, minutes ago, she's like, she's not a person in a phone book. She should be living on Neptune. Like, yeah. she's like otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think she knows he thinks of her that way? Because, I mean, I don't think she thinks of anybody but herself. Well, I yeah. wonder. Well, I was going to say, though, does she? I, I don't know. It's a, such an interesting relationship. Is she at her apartment or yeah. house? Yeah. She's sort of got that, like, steel stairs or yeah why is the first thing he asks her do you have kids it just seems so like i feel like that's well, i just think he's making a conversation questions. you know yeah, but, like hey uh, i know it's a weird question do you have kids right uh are you married or i guess are you married this means you're calling asking if she has kids can yeah give you the answer for if she's married right right kind i of. do think it's an odd question candace for him to ask yeah hmm. i mean he was Looking for an answer, but just tried to go about it a different, a different way. Right. Yeah. yeah. What would yeah. your husband say to this? Uh, oh, I'm not married. All right. Oh, right. All right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. I do love how she gets to the point, though, which is, you know, I hope you're not calling and doing <laughs> right. one of those ex-boyfriend things where, you know, what does it all mean and why why did I break up with you or whatever? And you know, he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> right. Is that I've heard thing? that. Because yeah, didn't she say Rocco did that or was it Rocco? Rocco? No, he. She, okay, so she said Rocco, but I thought his name was Marco. Oh, Marco. Did she say? Am I she, making it up? No, no. no she she says Rocco. Rocco. Is that an error? I think I it's an error. Think I think doing any error. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so Catherine Zeta-Jones messed up, and I didn't do another take. Well, that's how much she cares. She's so (laughs) self-important. Maybe it was on purpose. Maybe she doesn't even remember his name right. Right. She's like the Rick Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a. I just have a call out in this scene while he's talking to her. There's a T-shirt. Oh. Um, So you get to see Dick's T-shirt over Rob's shoulder in the. He's out front. The Uh, yellow one. Yeah, he's wearing a shirt with the number three on the back. Um, oh wait, how many numbers have we had? So this is now four numbers. We've had two, three, seven, and eight. So I just <laughs> I'm like, how many numbered shirts are there going to be? I thought what's pretty, the, what's pretty the cool. order of the numbers. Oh, I don't have that written down because I I, I sorted my findings. What if he's? Wonder if someone's spelling out a code to us. Oh. oh, I love it. I will go back and figure out what the order, the sequencing <laughs> was. Um, Would it be? crazy if it was like a phone number and you called it and it was like John Cusack's phone number or something. <gasps> that would be awesome. That would be so cool. He's smarter than that. <laughs> do we, do we, can we talk about, can we take like a, a mini, mini break from this, these minutes and, and uh, we've been, of course we're out on the social medias, right? We're on High Fidelity Men on Twitter and Instagram and we're on Facebook and all that jazz and uh, we've been trying to track down one of the shirts. Uh, yeah. Better in the minutes, the pig T-shirt. The pig one. And uh, we had a 
a listener reach out to John Cusack, and John Cusack replied, but he said he wouldn't tell <laughs> what the shirt was. And somebody else had a great theory that it's a, a reference to, uh, was it Pig Burger? In Better Off yeah. Dead, where yes, I love that. That would make that, that would, would be, be awesome. If that was true, that would be amazing. Yeah, um, that would be awesome. But uh, yeah, so I just, I mean, I know John didn't reply to us, but he did reply to the question we were asking, which is, "What is that shirt?" And he said, "I'll never tell." So, what does that mean? Does it mean he doesn't know himself? Oh, He's he just knows. Being coy, or he knows. he knows, and it's just. I love he that knows. he replied to one of our listeners. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, how are we gonna get it out of him? <laughs> uh, I know he's pretty pretty political, that uh, John Cusack. Maybe we can uh, yeah, get, we get in on his political cause, side. Or... Yeah, <laughs> donate to cause. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are making a ton of money from this podcast, so we should uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, I know. Why won't he tell? I kind of like it. I kind of like that he didn't tell. Mystery. Yeah. It's a mystery. It's, it's, it's a twenty-year-old mystery. Now it continues, and there's a new twist. I know. I mean, I yes. can't tell you. I, yeah. 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 I don't know. Do you think it's possible? Because he won't tell. Do you think it's possible to actually even find out what the T-shirt is then? Well, I've, it could be a one of a kind. Like maybe right, a friend of his made it for him. Like, you know, yeah. Oh, mm. absolutely. Right? I'm not finished. All right. It's, yeah. Okay. Oh, anyway, okay. sorry. So, so that was so. Oh, that was great. <laughs> so that was Rob talking to Charlie on the phone. Um, are you in, you're out. He says he's in, and he gets the invite to a dinner party, which you know yeah. is just going to be, oh, my God. Ugh, Why would you say damn. yes to that? I know, really. <laughs> God. Have you ever asked someone to a dinner party? Dinner party. I'm almost 50 years old and never been to a dinner party. <laughs> or even just not necessarily been to, but, like, invited to specifically a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. I mean... Really? Nobody likes me. Do you want some snacks? <laughs> want to come over for a bag of chips and a beer? Yeah. I'll make you dinner, Chris. I'll put out the proper plates and everything. Oh, thanks, Dave. Aww. I'll bring my bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I right. love how Rob comes out and he's like super happy. You know, he just talked to Charlie and, you know, he's he's like all smiles. He's like got that spring in his step and then... <laughs> yeah. He like stops and like no. he's, then he squints. <laughs> but, but I... When this initially happened, I wasn't thinking Ian was going to yeah, be neither, there. Yeah, I remember thinking I like, like, oh no, what what did the guys do? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, just hanging out, funny. right? Barry's reading a comic. Yeah, what is he reading? Is it a comic? That looks like it's, it's totally some sort of comic, yeah. He's so absorbed in it, because even like when the conversation starts between Rob and Ian, he doesn't yeah. even look up. Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. I figured what he'd be all over this. Yeah. Well, even just the fact that there's someone in the store, he should be acknowledging that there's a customer. (laughs) True. Barry's not like that. We know Barry's not like that. I mean, he doesn't know that it's Ian. And did you hate Ian in the scene, Dave? Well, I think, again, I I mentioned that Ian is sort of like, for me, a little bit of comic relief. Right. And I think minutes coming up will be, Mm. will will seal that for us in terms of. (laughs) He has those sunglasses on. He just looks, and I Chris put it best, smarmy Zen guy. Like he just looks like smarmy Zen guy. Like he's trying to be super cool, um, and smug about it. Like yeah, he's just. Ugh, I just can't stand him. Right. Remember me, yeah. Ray. Can't stand you. Right. Okay. So Ray. Is how do you go from Ray to Ian? Ian? How would those names? Well, his middle name is Raymond. So he's... His no, first name's name Ian. Was, I thought his name was Ian Raymond. Yeah. Oh, Ian Raymond. Yeah. Okay. I so Raymond. Call him Ray. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention these last fourteen episodes. <laughs> we talked about it. I don't know how many times, Candace. Yes. Was it on the? His yes. Name yes. Is I know. God. Oh my God. That's. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I wish we. Could, I would like a flashback of that. That would have been fun to see because you know they he lived in the same building as Rob and Laura and yeah they must have had interactions. I would love to see some of those interactions. That would be a fun flashback. Mm. Like every time he passes him, they talk, and then just Rob is rolling his eyes afterwards, like, oh, I hate this guy. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and then we get cut off in that conversation. Yeah, so then, you know, like, you know, let's talk, and then, like, that's that's where we... Yeah. So, I mean, he went against what Laura asked him to do. I mean, he's yeah. there because against he her he wishes. Better. Yep. Yeah. That right there, red flag. Yeah. Yes. 
agree. So for all the listeners, they didn't see Chris. You couldn't hear Chris's eye roll at my red flag <laughs> comment. <laughs> why was there an eye roll? I don't even know why. <laughs> oh. <laughs> trouble. Yeah. Yes, trouble. Mm. I, and I, I can't remember what happens, but I feel like Rob should punch him or something. Yeah. And I'm not someone who usually is a proponent for, for that. <laughs> mm, but know. why? Why should he punch him? I What's don't Ian know. done wrong? No, Stole you're right. I just, yeah. Well, again, was she with him this. before they broke up? We don't know. No, she says she was. She started to have... Oh, right. It was afterwards. Right. So Ian hasn't yeah. done anything wrong. Other than being smarmy, swarmy. <laughs> smarmy zen. Smarmy zen. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're right. I don't know. But other than, I mean, I guess, yeah, you want to punch the person who's with your ex, I suppose. Yeah. Right. 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 If you still have feelings for them. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe just Ian's approach, too. Like right. Like Oh, he's so you know, hi, Rob. Like, right, he goes to his place of work. I mean, you right. know, that's right. where... The violation right there. That's number two. Stole number his two. woman. Oh. Shows up his place of work. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Talk yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. he's... I'm a, excited Rob's for the next five stalking. minutes. So the, the the music in this there's in mm. in the store. So since since we showed back up at the store, the first song they were playing when Rob was getting all mad at the pricer was uh, uh, "Tread Water" by De La Soul. Mm. Wow, um, that's what it was. And De La Soul. Uh, and so again, like you wonder who put that on. Um, is that a Barry or Dick choice? Mm. I feel like that actually would be a Rob choice, but I don't know. Yeah, could have been. Um, but in the space of, he went bow back and had his conversation with Charlie. He came back out, and now they're playing uh, the moon the moonbeam song by Harry Nilsson. Oh. So, <laughs> completely different, you know, tone change. Um, well, Rob left the room, so they probably changed the song. So, do you think? Uh, and I, so, if they changed the song, then it had to have been Barry. Like, I don't see, like, you know, Dick taking advantage of like, oh, Rob's out of the room. I'm gonna put some. Music on that I like. Oh, yeah, That's no. totally a Barry move, then, yeah. right? So Barry put on Harry Nilsson. And then quickly went back to reading his comic <laughs> and book. went back to reading his comic book. <laughs> He's just waiting for Rob to step out. Uh, yeah, I guess it's not, they're not playing Spotify playlists right in there. They'd have to have a record on. They had a CD too, so they, yeah, they, CD. Could, they could still be switching. But they could have a disc changer. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Because I'm just, just like, funny. what if they have multiple discs going and they don't have to mm. do anything? Maybe it's just, I don't know. So it could just be on shuffle. Nobody could be on shuffle. It could just be on shuffle. It's yeah. an eclectic set of music back and back to back. Right. Well, they're an eclectic group of guys. They are indeed. Yes. Yes. Um, and the last tidbit I had for this set of minutes was Rob's wearing a decibel audio T-shirt. Get a glimpse of it under. He's wearing something over it. Didn't he wear that That's already? the first time we've seen that? No, oh. this is the second time we've seen it, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. shame on me then. Chris. <gasps> Never mind. I'm pretty sure we've That's seen that. Okay, he's yeah. wearing it again. Gross. He did laundry, hopefully. Yeah. No way. Did he hopefully. wore it twice in the same movie? I feel I think like... people do that. <laughs> in real life, they do that for sure. No, I know. I know. I meant in some shows or movies. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Okay. I thought we saw it because I thought I commented that you have that shirt. Yeah, you'd got me that shirt. Yeah, but. <laughs> But may, maybe not. <laughs> anyway. I think you did. Yeah, so speaking of music, um, are we ready for our top five this week? I, I get, I'm kind of ready. <laughs> I'm kind of ready. Do you want to yeah. set us up, Candace, like you usually Me? do on what this top five was? Well, I think you inspired it, Kathy. And then I just took it a little bit further because... I don't know. It was hard to come up with something for these minutes. Yeah. Um, but you had suggested something with rain. Right, because of... Because Rob and the rain Rob all rain. the time. And uh, <laughs> and then I just went a little further and said songs for a rainy day, which I thought at that moment sounded like a great idea. <laughs> and then going back, I'm like, I kind of wish it had just been songs about rain because I might have had an easier time with that. Red rain, dry the rain. <laughs> I can't stand the rain. <laughs> See, Chris, Chris would have been fine. Um, so, yeah, our top five this week is um, Songs for a Rainy Day. 
I like it. So <laughs> I'll be curious to see um, where everyone went with that. Because I feel like yeah. there's different places to go. Mm. Right, because that's really going to set the tone for, do you like a rainy day or do you hate a rainy day? Or right. Do you like, do you, yeah, mm. So this will be, yeah, I'm, I'm curious where, where we all landed on this one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh. Who Crit goes first? Uh, who goes first? Um, I'm going to go first. I'm going to get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> um, set, set the tone. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just going to, I don't know. My, I guess... I feel like all my music is very, I guess it's just me. This is just what I listen to. And, mm. I, you know, I, everyone, I feel like everyone's got such, you know, even looking at the, the listeners, it's just so diverse music tastes. And mine is... You can only be Candace. I know. Mine is yeah, not. Yeah, I, I, I am who I am. Yeah. Um, so I guess my songs were kind of just mellow and I... Uh, all right. I have first one, Morning Has Broken, Cat Stevens. Mm. Um, Annie's Song, John Denver. Uh, Try Again by Keen. I Am I Said, Neil Diamond. Mm. And Can't Smile Without You, Barry Manilow. Oh. And I have one honorable mention. Awesome. That's a great list. Thanks. I like it. I just... uh, yeah, I, it's just... Um, so is it music to just uh, keep you in that mood of a rainy day? Is that really... Like, yeah, I guess so. Like, I was like, I don't know. I love a, a sappy song or a love song, and I don't know. I don't know what a rainy day means to me. It's just kind of mellow, I suppose. But then I also was like, oh, do I want to jump around and dance on a rainy day? I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris is next. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah, so my rainy day songs are songs to just <clears throat> uh, stay in the mood of a rainy day, okay. right? So these are play along with a rainy mm. day. Um, I don't need my, I don't need to be, I'm not dancing around on a rainy day. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my first one's a Peter Gabriel song, which what? I know that'll be weird for everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, Mother of Violence is the name oh. of the song. God, that sounds... Uh, it's Yeah, it sounds... That's a dark song, but okay. it, musically it, it uh, fits okay. very well with Rain Day, I think. Uh, the next one, when when you guys suggested this, my first thought was every single song by Nick Drake. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so so I had to just narrow it down to one, and I picked uh, "Time Has Told Me" by Nick Drake. Um, another band I think that fits very well uh, for rainy days is Iron and Wine, uh, and I picked "Beneath the Balcony." which is uh, off their first one, which is actually a record I bought because it was playing in the record store. Oh, my God. No way. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? And, uh, and you know, they told me what it was and picked it up and became a Soul. a fan since I now have since now own all of their stuff. And anyway, um, I know you guys all wanted to know that. Um, Candace suggested this, uh, giving me a hard time. It's a Bon Iver song, huh. uh, Skinny Love. Uh, so they've got some really good. Their first two albums are, per- again, both kind of perfect for rainy days. Mm-hmm. And the last one is "After the Gold Rush" by Neil Young. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I don't even know some of those bands, so mm-hmm. I'll look forward to listening when yeah. we post the songs. Oh yeah. Um, cool. All right. I'm gonna uh, Kathy. You should go next. Okay. So I um I I, I did go with a couple songs with the word rain in them. <laughs> I just you know me. Millie Vanilli. Yes. So I wrote, I did blame it on the rain by Billy. <laughs> I couldn't I was help just it. guessing. I know. Well, you know me. Girl, you know um, it's true. Yep. And then I did uh, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande's new song, Rain On. Whoa. Which I really like that one. That's a more like mm. upbeat dance kind of song. Then I switched gears and went with Closer to Fine by the Indigo Girls. Ah. Mm-hmm. Which is like a more mellow but positive mm. song. And then I went with Scenes from an Italian Restaurant by Billy Joel. I love that song. Just a great love That's ballad um, to listen to. And then my last one was Stuck in a Moment um, by U2. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I think it's their Leave It All Behind album. Um, and because I feel like you can go either way with that one. You know, if it's a depressing raining day, rainy day, you're, you're stuck in that moment. 
but also it's a little bit of an uplifting song too. So it's funny that's you pick. It's funny you pick that one, Kathy, because the all I can think of is the music video for that. There's a isn't there a scene with like where it is? It's like pouring rain out. Oh, and I gotta go back and watch that. I want to say I, I, this is gonna. Say, I I could be. Could. I could have dreamed this, but isn't like a football player, and is, he get the game gets rained out or something? Or am oh, I thinking of something well, completely different? That sounds different? familiar. <laughs> I don't I'll know. have to look. Anyway, I'll add that to my research list. There you go. Thank you. Yes, Dave. Um, so I sort of kept it on the, like you know how you feel on a rainy day, very calm. So this song, the first song, I always think of rainy day, and I have no idea where it comes from. Probably something, I don't know. Uh, it's stuck on you by Lionel Richie. Ah, oh, um, I love Lionel I Richie. No idea, I have no idea why I think of that song mm-hmm. uh, for Rainy Day. Uh, the next one is uh, "Banana Pancakes" by Jack Johnson. <gasps> I love that song too. I do too. Um, "Come Back to Earth" by Mac Miller. I don't know that song. Um, "Easy" by the Commodores, mm. and uh, "Hallelujah" by Haim. But it's not like the Hallelujah song. It's it's like their song. Um, okay. Is, is it okay. the cover, or is it a cover, or just their own? It just no, it's like their own song. It's not a cover of the song Hallelujah. Okay, okay. Cool. Awesome. Oh, that's some really good music to listen to for our next rainy day. Mm. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I guess I have to wait for a rainy day. Yeah, we haven't saying, had yeah. any rainy days yeah, this is in the Northeast here. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right, that's fantastic. Um, Wonderful. Anyone have anything else for this episode? I hit everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to Ian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, the next set of minutes are going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up and remind folks that they can find us on the interwebs. Um, we're at High Fidelity Min on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're on Facebook under the High Fidelity Listener Lounge. And we're on Spotify on the High Fidelity Top 5 Playlist. I think so. <laughs> I get that one wrong every time. <laughs> right. Try and find us. We dare you. Right. Um, <laughs> when we have new uh, yeah. new playlist, right? Yeah. Well, we usually listener have, lounge playlist. Oh yeah, that's right. We just recently just added the listener lounge. Uh, we had a bunch of people give feedback on their favorite yeah. soundtrack songs. I think from a prior yeah. episode. So we created a playlist for that. So we. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a bonus that for me, I love hearing other people's recommendations for music. So to get like mm-hmm. a bunch of people from the listener lounge for recommending things, I'm like all right. Yeah, Chris so, is pretty excited. So I'm pretty excited about that. So keep them coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll be back again in a week talking about the next five minutes, uh, which are what, 71? Are we that far already? Yeah, 71 yeah. through 75 um, of High Fidelity here at the High Fidelity Top 5. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye.